the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, your dude, Icy Robots, and we are back for another super duper exciting episode of the Stuck at Home Show. This is a show in which we're all like, we're all stuck inside the house due to a uh, quarantine issue, but what we're doing while we're in here is we're using this time to try and emerge like better, smarter, stronger, faster, much like uh, my dude Steve Austin, the $6 million man. I, I don't know if you can hear that, but it is uh, raining right now. Like, normally, during these circumstances on the show, I, I try to, like, I try to, like, keep out the background noises, but I'm, I'm really, like, pooping these episodes out quickly, so I gotta take the time that I have available and use it to the best of my abilities, so, you gotta hear the rain, but it's nice, man, it's like a nice, uh, it's a nice ambient noise, I, as I have, uh, talked on, on recent episodes, I'm, I'm a bit of a rainwater collector. What I mean is, like, I like to, I like to, uh, while it's, while it's raining out, I, uh, you know, I have a system of barrels all set up to collect the rainwater, and I, um, I use it in my garden and stuff. Dude, if you're gonna be, like, if you're gonna be, like, gardening on the major tip, dude, the, uh, water bill becomes, it becomes an issue. It gets to a point where, like, you gotta wonder if you're putting so much money into the water bill that it kind of offsets the, uh, the savings you get by getting, um, you know, these, these homegrown tomatoes or whatever. So, rainwater harvesting is a must. We have, I think, right now, like, four barrels full. I, I had a whole additional barrel full of water saved, but sadly, a, a hole developed in the side of the barrel and the water, like, slowly leaked out. It, it flooded the side of my house. To, like, a minor degree, but that's fine. It's just kind of one of these things that you have to deal with when you're, um, you know, when you're collecting water. Let's, let's get cracking on the show. I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope everybody's safe. I have right here in my hand a box that I am going to open for you guys right now as we speak. There is the Arthur Fonzarelli brand Switchblade. This is... This is a box. It's maybe like 15 inches long by, I don't know, like 8 to 10 inches. No, maybe like, who cares? It's it's a long, thin box. Let's let's see what's inside. I was able to, uh, I was able to get through this fairly easily, which is, which is nice. This comes from, uh, this comes from a fella named Mike in, um, Maryland, it looks like. So shout out, shout out to Maryland. Let me, let me dig around in here. This is... This is a pretty good box. It's pretty well packed. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of bubble wrap, which is nice. Right now, I'm away from the mic, and I apologize for that. Right now, I'm away from the mic, and I apologize. But uh, your dude, which is me, is um, I'm almost like, I'm almost like completely out of bubble wrap. So I gotta, I gotta save what I can until my um my next shipment is coming. I ordered it. But it hasn't, it hasn't gotten here yet. It's been like days and days and days. It's days and days late. That's how, that's how the mail's working right now. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I understand that um, everybody's overworked. It's a weird situation right now, and I, I get it. I'm not, I'm not holding it against anybody, but I'm, you know, I'm hoping to, uh, I'm hoping to get that bubble wrap soon. But in the meantime, what I have right here in my hand is something that I, um, am absolutely in love with. It is... A G.I. Joe Flint the Warrant Officer bubble bath bottle in the shape of Flint. It looks like it looks like a statue and the cap, if you unscrew the cap, is Flint's head. This thing is great. I had it I had it on my eBay watch list for like a real, real, real long time. And then one day the, the owner of this bottle sent me an offer and he's like, look, 
if you want it, you can have it for $7.99. And I'm like, man, I cannot pass that up. I I looked online. There's like a few different ones of these. There is a Flint. There is Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow is is fairly expensive, but all the ones that I've seen, they have really bad yellowing. And I'm not I'm not like I would take one, but I'm not dying to have one. And then there's like a random like a random soldier that they're calling uh, GI Joe. He has like a brown like a desert style camouflage. I I don't like that one a ton, but I would take it if it was given to me. And then there is a there's Sergeant Slaughter. The Sarge is the expensive one. I see these going for like 50 up to 100 bucks on the uh, on the online. So, so I don't know if I will ever uh, be owning one of those, but I'm happy to have Flint. Let's see. He was made in 1986 by Hasbro and also by uh, Ducar Essence Incorporated. He was he was manufactured in China. This is this is pretty neat. It looks like uh, like a statue, like like a trophy, like you won the uh, number one Flint uh, lookalike contest, and this was this was your award. I, I I dig it, man. I don't know where I'm gonna be able to put him because my my GI Joe shells are getting so full lately. As you can imagine, I'm I'm stuck at home like you guys are, and I. I got, like, the mail to keep me happy. So I'm ordering stuff all the time. I'm opening stuff all the time. And, like, the uh, the shelves are just, like, overflowing with G.I. Joe goodness. But I'll, I'll definitely find a spot for this. I wonder... No, I don't want to do that. If it, it has stickers on the base, the G.I. Joe label is a sticker. And the Flint um, name tag is a sticker. If they if they were like embossed or something, I would use this as a bubble bath bottle in the bathroom. Let's take let's take a smell. No, you can't really you can't smell the bottle on the inside. I was hoping that maybe there would be like some residue. I wonder what flavor scent. I guess it's a scent. You smell it, you don't taste it. I wonder what I wonder what flavor scent that uh, the GI Joe bubble bath was in. Probably. Probably something similar to Mr. Bubble, I would imagine. I love the smell of Mr. Bubble. I gotta be honest, man. I enjoy the smell of Mr. Bubble more than I do that of uh, Calgon. But Calgon, Calgon has, like, a beautiful essence that allows you to, like, float off into space and let your and let your troubles leave you that um, Mr. Bubble doesn't have. But what, what Mr. Bubble has that uh, Calgon does not have is that it really, like, brings out the, um... It really brings out the the nostalgia after after like being in that for a few minutes. You're you're like a kid again. Like you want to have your your Star Wars figures with you in the tub. You want to have your GI Joes with you in the tub. That's that's something I've been debating. I gotta I gotta be real about this. When when I'm like getting ready for like bubble bath time. When I'm getting ready for like the Calgon to take me away. Sometimes I look at my GI Joe shelf and I'm like. I should bring some of these guys with me. It'd be pretty fun to bring Snake Eyes into the tub. It would be pretty fun to bring Tomax and Zaymot and Flint and I don't have Flint. Why did I say Flint? I guess I guess because I'm looking at him right here. Let's let's start over with the list of Joes that it would be fun to bring into the tub. I'd like to bring Storm Shadow. I'd bring Tomax and Zaymot for him to fight. I would bring Snake Eyes. I would bring. Um, let's see. Let's take a look. I'm leaning away. I'd bring Starduster so he could fly away on his. Jetpack. I would bring Deep Six with his uh, submarine. That would that would be so fun. But I'm just like I'm thinking if I'm in the tub and I'm goofing around with a uh, you know Snake Eyes, and I break his thumbs off by mistake, I will be crying for days. And it's just it's not worth it. I I guess I could bring some of my Star Warses in with me. Star Warses are cool and they're like 
they're far less fragile than a G.I. Joe. They're made out of, like, a softer plastic, and you don't have, like, these issues about thumbs and stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe next time I take the Calgon, I'll bring in some Star Warses, and I'll tell you all about it. But I, I might not because I'm afraid that you guys will think I'm weird. Take it to headquarters. G.I. Joe has the formula. Intercept it! Shadow Vipers launch light cars! Look out, Joe! Cobra's got the formula! Cobra! The Mirage will stop them! Introducing Footloose, Flint, and Bazooka. Get aboard, Bazooka! G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe Mirage, Cobra Flight Bot, and Joe and Cobra figures sold separately from Hasbro. Alright, it is me, and I am back with some, uh, some things that I mused on while I was taking a bath the other day. I like to, I like to take, like, a couple baths each and every week. I, uh, like, I like to soak in the hot suds and reminisce about the old days and just, like, let the hot water go over my body and heal my soreness, heal my aches from doing the, from doing the horsepower initiative and all that stuff. It's, it's a good way to recoup. It's a good way to just, just to, like... Be amongst yourself. Just be with yourself. Let the bubbles float. Let them go all around you. You can hear like a sweet popping sound. And the and the smell of the Calgon, the smell of the Mr. Bubbles, they they aid in bringing back memories of the old days. And, and while I was in there, I started, I started thinking about this kid, Jason, that I used to hang out with. I talked about him in, in a recent episode. His, his family was very religious and he was homeschooled, but he was still like, he was like my best bro in the, um, in the neighborhood. But on the flippy flip, my worst enemy in the neighborhood was this kid named Tim. Tim and I had a fence that uh, that bordered each other, right? And he he was like the next door neighbor kid that you would like sometimes hang out with, sometimes play with, but also sometimes like totally hate. And this was this was one of those periods where we just like we completely hated each other, and we would like go back and forth and have like these apple like these apple fights. We had a tall tree. It was a uh, like a weeping willow, and you could get up into it and look down in the Tim's yard and I would I would go up there with my little bro and we would throw apples at him and then he would throw apples at us when we were just like walking around the the thing was though the apple tree was on his side yard there wasn't like a fence or anything but I would have to go into his yard and steal all the apples and then he would sometimes like preemptively like steal the apples from himself and put them aside so that he could um he could bombard us this this apple war was like a pretty serious deal. We were like throwing apples at each other's heads. Remember back in the day, like like the head was off limits. You could throw to the body or whatever, but like throws to the face was like just something you did not do. And we were we were like all in it to win it. This was like a full-on head strike apple fight. And then one day it came down to it. This was gonna be like the main event, like the big giant apple fight to end all apple fights. Me and Tim, and my brother, and then one of Tim's friends. And then we even, like, we got my dude Jason to be in the battle on our side. This was going to be it. We had been stealing and storing up these apples for, like, forever. We had, like, we had wood chips. We had, like, dirt clods. We had everything. This was going to be, like, a violent, horrible fight where only, like, one side could survive. I was up in the tree. I was up in the weeping willow. Right. And I was like behind a branch getting ready to like start bombarding Tim. And then 
my little brother was running around like gathering extra ammunition and I was like I was telling my buddy Jason and this guy was like he was like my best homie in the neighborhood we would hang out like every single day and I was like okay dude get ready this is it this is gonna be a real war this is a real fight to the finish so watch your six get your apples ready and uh be prepared and then he looks at me and he goes I got some news for you I'm on Tim's side and he jumped over the fence and he joins Tim's side it was a heel turn during the apple fight I do not know how this came to be because as far as I know Jason and Tim only knew each other from like the Apple Wars because like Jason's yard bordered my yard but it was around the corner so he was actually on like the other street like the opposite block whereas Tim's yard bordered my yard but he was in the same court that we were in so I didn't know that they had known each other previously right and I do not know I still do not know the circumstances in which Tim was able to get Jason to make a heel turn and join his side in the apple fight. The the fight began, like, soon afterwards. Like, I was standing there next to Jason. He was like, I'm on Tim's side. And he started throwing apples at me and my brother before, like, hopping over the fence and joining Tim's side. And then they, they were throwing apples at us. We were throwing apples at them. But I was, I was so upset by this flip, by this heel turn that I wasn't able to get, like, my full apple attack on. And we were, we were soundly defeated and we had to retreat. And I gotta, I gotta say, up until that time in my life, that was the biggest betrayal anyone had ever betrayed me. When I, when I look back, I think that this was, this was a lot of it. This kid Tim lived next door to me, but he was, he was always bragging about how rich he was, like how, how rich his family was. They they were in like the plumbing business or whatever, but I, I don't know. Kid had like all the toys. He had like all the cool toys. He had all the cool G.I. Joes. He had everything. And then I would I would see like him and Jason like playing in his yard or playing in the street with like with, with like the G.I. Joes. I think I think that the betrayal, I think the basis of the betrayal was for the toys, which is which is whack, but it's also like something that that you'll do as a kid. I myself wouldn't, but other people would. Eventually, um eventually Jason and I did become like friendly again, but it was never it was never like the same as it was. Like we would always hang out together after school, we would hang out together like all weekend, we would trade toys, play toys, do all kinds of stuff. He was like he was like my GI Joe homie. We would both wear like camouflage pants and play army and after after this, it was never it was never the same again because I remember in my head thinking that like this guy, this guy could very well like be a spy for Tim. And even though I don't think that he was, I think that like, I think that him and Tim just sort of fell apart because this kid Tim wasn't really like a very nice kid. He wasn't a very cool kid. That was, that was the main reason that like the Apple War started in the first place. Like he and I would hang out and then he would like do something mean, like push me or like call me a name or do whatever. And then we would like have a falling out. Apple War would begin. And I think that I think that, like, over time, like, he may have lost interest in Jason, or he may have, like, just pushed him away because Jason did come back to me. But like I said, I would always think, like, I bet that he is a spy. I bet he's a spy for Tim. I never, I never, like, fully trusted him. I didn't really, like, hang out at his house or anything. And so, I don't know. It was, it was kind of whack because this dude was, like, my homie for, like, a few years, which is a lot when you're a kid. Like, when you're little, a few years is, like, that's a real long time. And I... I kind of suspected, like, we could have ended up being, like, friends for the the long run. Because those early, like, formative years of friendship sometimes lead to, like, really long-lasting relationships. But eventually, we did lose. We lost contact. Last I heard, and this was... 
this was like many, 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 many years ago. I heard that he ended up going on like a Christian missionary trip to Africa. And I I didn't hear anything beyond that. I'm not saying that like, and that was the last anyone ever heard of Jason. There, I'm sure that's not true. But that was the last I ever heard of him. I saw him one day, though, like before he went on the trip, like I, I was riding by on um on my bike. This was... This was like post high school, but I was like out for a bike ride and I went by and I saw him like on the street waiting for a bus and dude had grown up to be like gigantic. He was like, he was no, no fooling, like six foot three, six foot four and like very, very muscular. Not like the bodybuilder muscles, like the, I'm like naturally fit. Like I'm naturally fit, have like a V-shaped torso. I'm big. I'm strong. I, I go to church six times a week and I'm going to do Christian missionary work in Africa. That kind of. That kind of guy, and I, I wish him the best. You know, I can't hold it against him like something you would do as a kid. Who knows, like, at that point, like, where you're, like, morally grounded or whatever. It takes it takes time in life, you know, to become, like, a nice, cool person. So I don't, like, hold anything against him. But I, I do sometimes think, like, how things could have been differently for us if that, if that Apple War betrayal never would have happened. But let's move forward into a segment from somebody who's never, not, never, ever, never, never betrayed me. It's a gal that goes by the name of the Sausagetarian, and this is the segment known as The Pandemic Pantry. The Pandemic Pantry, with your host, The Sausagetarian. Hey, all you kids stuck at home. This is your girl, Sarah Ferber, the Sausagetarian. I've got a pandemic pantry recipe that I'm super excited to share with you this week. And it is inspired by shortages. It's inspired by having to make do and make substitutions because that's what this stuff is all about. But I'm curious if any of you have been experimenting in the kitchen, doing some baking. It seems like everybody's doing your bacon. Um, baking, bacon, you baking with bacon, all that, like your dude, Icy Robots, has been doing his pizza guy stuff, making his pizza at home, but one of the things you need to do for baking is have some flour around, right? A lot of all-purpose flour, it's quite handy in baking, and some stores don't have that, or if you really feel like baking and you don't have any flour, you're like, what am I going to do? So I have the solution for you, because you can't always be swapping ingredients across the board, it doesn't always work that way, like... I've got tapioca flour and coconut flour. Can I make pizza? Probably not. No. I've got cornstarch and cornmeal, but no white flour. Can I make sourdough bread? Yeah, no, you, you really need wheat flour for that. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but I do have a recipe that you can make. I have some flour-free peanut butter cookies. They're like magic. Okay, so check this out. You take one cup of peanut butter, store-brand peanut butter, not, not natural kind, with it's all like oily. I like that kind, but you want to stick to like just skippy stuff like that, okay? So you take one cup of that, three quarters cup sugar. It can be white or brown sugar. If it's brown sugar, pack it down into the cup so it's level with the top. One egg, half a teaspoon of baking soda, half a teaspoon of vanilla, and a quarter teaspoon of salt. Just mix that all up in a bowl until it's soft like Play-Doh, right? Like it should be pliable but not too sticky. You're going to scoop it by rounded tablespoons onto an ungreased baking sheet. I like to do nine little dough blobs per pan, like three by three. Then you take your fork and you press the times down to make that crosshatch peanut butter cookie dealy that makes them so great. You're going to bake them in a preheated 350-degree oven for about 10 minutes. Take them out of that oven. They're going to look a little bit wet on top, kind of, but don't want to overbake these. Just stick, stick with it. 
bake them out of the oven, let them cool five minutes, and then transfer them to cooling racks. And then share them with your friends. Do whatever you're going to do. I know it sounds crazy to make peanut butter cookies with no flour, but this totally works. It's like kitchen magic. And I'm, I want to hear how you guys do this at home. Share, share your results with me. I'll be sharing this recipe on the tweets. You don't have to be scrambling to write it down. Um, so I'm excited to, to hear what your projects are. But whatever you're doing, whether it's in the kitchen or not, take care of yourselves, take care of your people, and I'll be talking to you next week. Bye-bye. You were listening to the Stuck at Home show. We haven't seen the daylight in weeks. All right, we are back. Big shout out to my gal, the Sausageitarian. You can find her. I think the the easiest way is just go Google Sausageitarian on the Google thing. It'll head you uh, right to her website. She's the real deal, man. She has like cookbooks in the store. Like you can go to the store and you can find them there, which is weird. That's wild. It's crazy, right? I I love a peanut butter cookie. I think that it's a very hard cookie to get right. They they either come out like too hard, like really hard and like gritty, or like too mushy. There's like this real this real fine line to getting the right amount of peanut butter flavor in there. I swear to you, they seem like in the entirety of my time here on this sphere, my mom makes my favorite peanut butter cookies and no one's ever been able to like even come close to the way that they're like soft and mushy and have like a really great peanut butter flavor with like no grit. But they're also, they're also not like mush. They have like a beautiful texture. I love them so much. She's given like the exact recipe to my, to the wife and she has not been able to, to uh, remake this. It's, it's wild. We're going to have to try uh, Sarah's recipe here and see if we can come up with something that's that's pretty good to the uh, taste buds. I, I started drifting off there for a second. I was thinking about peanut butter cookies and cookies of the past and how it was always like on holidays. We'd have these delightful peanut butter cookies with a uh, Hershey kiss on top. They're just so great. My mom is a master baker. And while the old wife is a brilliant cook, like she can make something out of nothing, like nobody's business. She makes a delightful dinner just about every day. She's so great. I I have to say with like a heavy heart that she's not like a master of the baking arts. They're, they're like completely opposite skills, it seems like. It seems like either, and this is just my experience, unless you're a pro like the Sausagetarian, either you're a good baker or your good cook. My mom with a flippy flip, amazing baker, only all right as a cook. And I say that also with a very, very heavy heart. The food that she makes is good, but it does not, it pales in comparison to the, uh, I'm, I'm treading on harsh water here, man. Cause if like anybody hears this and gets word to her that I, that I said that her cooking skills are not on par with her baking skills, it might be it might be hurtful, so I, I think I'm just going to stop. I think I'm just going to stop right now where I am, and uh, I, I could get myself in the deep water here. Big shout-out to the Sausagetarian. Thanks for another fantastic Pandemic Pantry. Power Records presents... Power Records presents... Power Records presents... Hi, Oscar. Got a problem? Lots of people have got a problem this time, Steve. Know that portable nuclear generator our boys at Tech have been working on? The one small enough to be carried in a van, you mean? Terrorists have hijacked it and transferred it to the Cape, and they've threatened to hold it for ransom. That's the basic idea. Steve, I'd like you to find it. Hey, what? Who's that in my backseat? What are you? It's me, Colonel Austin. I see, Viper. You're the kid whose knee was being operated on the hospital after my accident. 
The accident that made you bionic. I recognized you when they brought you in. You had no arms at all. I saw them bringing in your new leg one day. I came here to ask you to get your doctor friends to make me bionic. Ever since my operation, the kids have been making fun of me because I live. They don't let me play baseball or anything with them. I can help you. I saw the way you mopped up those guys. What I'm saying is maybe you're worth a lot more than six million dollars. The way you are. All right, this is me, and I am back. This is uh, Icy Robots. I think that that goes. I think that goes without saying at this point. I hope. I hope that it does. I. I was out in the backyard yesterday. I, I was watering the plants. I like to. I like the hand water with like like a watering can. You know, like with the uh, like the little nozzle at the end that makes it come out like like drippy drippy rain. Right, so I'm out. I'm out in the backyard watering the plants, and and I, I I think I've mentioned this before, but the back fence of our house is the back fence of of the middle school, and right now, right now it's delightful because the school has been out forever since all this um since all this started. So it's like we just have like this open giant field behind our house. the The track is where um our yard borders, right? Not the not the actual like school. The the schoolyard and the track and stuff. I don't want you to think that like like we got like a like a school like bordering our, our backyards. The it's a giant open field and the fences to the field are they're all locked. They don't want people using the facilities over there. Like they don't mind if you like run around the basketball courts or whatever, but they they've like shut down the track. They don't want people like running around in the field or like picnicking in the field or whatever. People people are looking for like open areas to go out and do stuff, right? And they they just don't want you out there. I, I'm really I'm really rambling right now, and I, I I apologize. But um, I was out in the backyard and I looked over the fence and I saw somebody walking around the track, and I'm like I'm thinking, eh, it doesn't bother me if people use the track. It really doesn't. I understand that um they want you safe but i also understand that like you got to use your own noodle in, in a lot of these things and if you're just out there like walking laps by yourself you're not really putting yourself or anyone else at risk and um like like being in the sun is good it's good for you so i'm, I'm looking i'm looking over the fence and i see somebody walking around and like as dude starts to get closer and closer and closer to me i'm just like i think that that's that dude i think that dude is that guy the guy with the car and the quad the guy with the dog that jumped on me. I'm just watching him, and I'm like, I think that's him. I see his, his like, poofy hair, and he's all, he's, like, really tall and really skinny, and his hair is, like, super poof. I'm like, that is the guy. And as he, as he starts to get nearer and nearer to me, I'm like, is he wearing a mesh tank top? Does homeboy have a tank top that you can, like, fully see through. And as he gets closer, I'm just like, is he wearing booty shorts? Is he wearing, like, super duper duper small shorts? And as he got nearer, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yes, he is. He is, in fact, wearing like a see-through shirt and booty shorts. I'm just like, I don't even I don't even know what to say. These weren't, like, booty shorts, like Daisy Dukes made out of, like, denim or whatever. These were more like European-style soccer shorts. They were they were mad small, though. They looked like 70s style, like something that you would see, like, Pe- Pele wearing back when he was playing for the whatever team it was that they used to have in New York. When they had that Atari game out for him, they, these were shorts like that. Just, like, just like mad small. So I, I saw him coming, and you can, like, at one point, you can see into our yard when you're on the track. It's, like, a very brief time, and I was kind of, like... I was, like, in that little crack, and I'm like, he's gonna see me, so I ducked away, because I felt like, if the dude learns where I live, if he knows that I live there, 
and I do not know where he lives. That gives him, like, the upper hand on me. And that is something that, like, that is something that I do not want because, I don't know, man. You just don't, I don't want my enemies to know where I live. And I do not know where they live. This guy, this guy is not even, like, an enemy. That doesn't, like, that gives him too much credit. He's more like a, uh, like a nuisance, like a nuisance to me. And I just don't want, I don't want him to know where I live. Is that so weird? It's kind of weird. Maybe not, though. I, I remember one time I was home after after school by myself. It was like me and my bro. We were, were like waiting for my parents to come home from work. And like the, uh, the doorbell, the doorbell rings and I go over and I open it. And like standing right there in front of me in a uh, Boy Scout, Cub Scout style uniform was this kid, Danny, who was like my uh, elementary school bully uh, nemesis type. And he was standing there with his mom and his mom starts going into this like spiel about how maybe I want to buy some candy bars for his uh, Boy Scout, Cub Scout troop and, and whatever. And like the whole time this is going on, the kid Danny is like looking at me like he is going to murder me. Like he's going to like, like he's going to kill me as soon as his mom was gone. He was going to kill me the next day at school and he was like going to come back to my house because now he knew where I lived and he was going to he was going to like rip me to shreds this was this was a terrible time man I remember this and I remember like from that point forward living in fear for a while just like living in absolute fear that this kid was going to like crawl in my window when I was asleep eventually like he uh he quit bugging me and then like many 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 years later I was over at a, a pool party at my my friend uh, Jesse's house, right? And it turned out that, like, Jesse was friends with this kid, Danny, in the present. Like, they worked together at a round table pizza, right? And we were in the pool, and, like, roughhousing started. Like, we started, like, dunking each other underwater. And that dude, Danny, came up, and he was gonna, like, I think he was gonna try to keep the uh, bully tip alive, and he was gonna, he was gonna dunk me under the water. But then, like, as he started to push me, I realized... He was super weak. Like, this guy was weak as heck. He could not shove me down. And then when I grabbed him, I pulled him under. Like, I just slammed him right under the water. And I kept him under there for a while to, like, make up for all, like, he'd done for me over the years. And it was just, it was so weird to me to see this guy who tormented me all these years was in actual fact, like, so incredibly weak compared to me. And that any time I could have just turned around probably, punched him in the face, threw him on the ground, given him a super kick, done any number of things, but I was too, I was too shook. He had the mind games over me, man. He had me defeated in my mind before any of this started, so the battle was already his. I, I don't want that guy in the booty shorts and mess tank top to, to think that either. I don't want him to get the mind games over me by discovering where I live, so I duck back in the bushes. That's how, that's how all this ties together. I think that, uh, I think I'm gonna get up out of here. This is, this is enough show for the likes of you, I think. You got some good stories. You got some pandemic pantry. You got all kinds of good stuff. This is, this has been a fun one, but check it out. This weekend, you're getting this one on a Thursday. This weekend, I am gonna be undertaking a pretty hectic backyard project. We're gonna, we're gonna be digging some holes and doing some stuff with, with the supplies we got on hand. Don't worry, I'm not going out to Home Depot and getting anything at all like that. I'm using what we got. We've, we've had these boards and we're gonna build some, uh, some additional backyard gardening boxes out of them it's gonna take it's gonna take all my time so the tuesday show for this week is officially canceled it's actually more like the monday show but we're not gonna have a monday show this week i think it's gonna i think it's gonna do us all good it's gonna give me a little time away from the microphone to make me 
make me regrow my love for the microphone back. It's going to give you guys a chance to catch up on some back episodes, maybe to relearn your love for me, your love for my voice. It's good. It's good to get away from people for a while to just like find your love again. So until we meet again, the middle of next week, this is your dude, Icy Robot, saying do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production.